Hey everybody, welcome to We View Yasha, episode 41, Kagura's Dance and Kana's Mirror. Spoilery, somewhat. It's nothing compared to the next two episode titles. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. I was going to say, are, are we introducing ourselves? Oh, no, no, just... no. People know <laughs> who we are. We're just going right into no. it. <laughs> Although I, I'm starting to wish these episode titles would play it a little closer to the best. <laughs> you can sort of see the... The next one coming because uh, Kagura's like, yes, use the wind scar, and Inuyasha doesn't put two and two together. Like, is this a trick? <laughs> but I guess we'll talk about it when we record the next episode. This one, uh, Kagura's dance and Kana's mirror. Uh, it's t- these two were real uh, tug of war. I, I don't know how to feel about them really because it'd go from zany wacky comedy to really serious uh all too serious Roku. <laughs> yeah let's talk about that okay uh uh Moroku, so the general plot in the first half of this episode is like Moroku three years ago uh yes, seduced an 11 year old <laughs> would make him 15 at the time yeah, although they don't make him look any younger in the flashback. At all. <laughs> they didn't even bother. <laughs> and she was 11 then? Yeah. Okay, so she's like, what, 14 now? She's then? 14 now. A woman. she don't look 14, because Kagome's 15. Yeah, probably on the edge of 16. Uh, I think Sango's supposed to be 16. Really? She seems older. She seems Moroku's age. 18. And Yasha's like... 65 and a senior discount 174 <laughs> yeah uh, uh, yeah he... okay so <laughs> I don't even know where to begin Inuyasha's getting patched up in the full moon and they're talking about the fight they just went through and uh, Chippo asks the question you know how can a man birth uh, things because uh, Kagura is supposed to be uh, oh, created from right, right, right. Yes, and yes. Moroku being real savvy uh, says that well he's made up a bun- of a bunch of demons so maybe he was able to break off one of those demons and just create a part of himself turns out that is what happened <laughs> but we don't learn that until the next episode but, and they say like why didn't he do it before because yeah. it must be a new power Naraku is getting new powers. Mm. I was distracted. I didn't really explore that notion because I was thinking of it from a writing standpoint that um, she does this a lot where she'll introduce something and not think about it and then later answer why that thing is happening uh, pretty early before listeners or viewers ask the question. So I remember Lost being kind of behind the eight ball on that, where they'll introduce something and then a season later acknowledge it. But this is just like uh, a few episodes later. Like, okay, remember that thing? Here's the thing. Maybe she perfected that in the manga. 
Inuyasha has a giant band-aid from where uh, Koga punched him. It's like his solar plexus just has a giant hole in it. <laughs> Moroku also says that he's not interested in any sort of thing that she has to offer if she's created from Naraku. And Shippa's like, Jesus Christ, can you control yourself? You sound like the horny host of that podcast who will not shut up about Yura. I, I hate to say this, but the ship performance probably should be up. Oh, it was great. Two episodes. Yes. Because Shippa was the voice of reason. <laughs> it's just really sad. <laughs> well, it takes a big person to admit that they were cool as Shippo in an episode or two. So last week when we recorded, um, I was doing my usual, my hilarious bit of being all horned up for Yura. And <laughs> at the time, I was like. Lindsay is not in the mood for this. I don't know what happened. I didn't realize that at the time you had just watched Citrus and were probably like, <laughs> I'm tired of the darkness of men's hearts for the time being. Yeah, check out that episode of Super S on the Comic Bastards Network where Lindsay learns a couple things about Learn Citrus. what a year is. <laughs> yeah. Expanding my vocabulary. Yay. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, stumbling across that like when I stumbled across uh, my wife as the student council president it's like is this pornography (laughs) (laughs) it has to be (laughs) point being uh, Naraku orders Kagura out because he's already sent uh, Kana with her mirror to hang out in some trees with some bees and Kana is her older sister Uh which means Kana was made first Mm-hmm. Which means last episode, those two pots that were cooking, mm-hmm. if those were cooking right there when Kano was talking to Naraku, holy shit! He's making more. Oh my Cooking God. up more children. <laughs> ah, I didn't put those two together. I thought that was them, that like the pot was their essence, but nope, he's just yeah, gonna. It's either a flashback. Of the two of them, I guess, mm-hmm. cooking. Or, I don't know, it felt like, because he like, kind of looks over and it shows them. Yeah, yeah. It feels like there's more. Well, that's interesting. Let's hope he never learns how to give them the power to create more, because then it's just going to be an endless army of demons that are creating more demons. Yay, is cool. She's cool. She is not a low-rent Yura, like I said. And uh, Moroku wants none of it. <laughs> the ears. I guess, yeah, her being half-elf is never explained. It's just a weird demon quality that she has about her. Yeah, and I don't know if... I mean, I don't think you ever see Kana's ears. God, uh, we're barely in this episode, so... <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah, Kana's already been dispatched to sit in a tree with the Hellbees. Yeah, part of the uh, the push and pull of the tone of this episode is that we're just waiting for Kana to show up while this zany stuff with Moroku's going on. So it's like, are all these people going to die? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, this little girl's... Then it goes to this little girl hiding. She's running from some villagers who want to beat her to death because she uh, hit the young lord of the oil. No, the keeper of the oil. He was getting too friendly. 
Yeah, the force. Oh, she says forced himself on her later. So again, push and pull. <laughs> I have to think about that. <laughs> and they see um, a girl getting like water or something out mm-hmm. of the stream, and they pick the wrong girl. <laughs> this was badass. This was the best. Yeah, but as soon as Sango stands up, I'm like, oh, you, you guys are. <laughs> just stop. Just stop. She was willing to let bygones be bygones. She's like, you guys are just humans. Yeah. She's like, you're dumb. Go away. Yeah. But then, like, so the beautiful. Lord's like, oh, take her too. And then I really thought it was going to be Sango who just cleans up. Mm-hmm. But out of nowhere, Inuyasha comes flying in and punching people. Yeah. <laughs> See the left punching people in the face. <laughs> punch, punch, punch. And then, of course, and one for the leader. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so good. So they're and like then, a real team. Yeah. And then they scamper off, and I kind of thought they'd show up, you know, with some, like, oh, yeah, we'll get you. But then they didn't. No. The most we get is, I guess, later. Well, those can't be the same villagers that show up as Zambies. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Just never again. Yeah. Let me just needed to, I guess, introduce Koharu, not Kohaku, Koharu. There are too many K names <laughs> in this goddamn show. It's like they had a surplus. It's like, we gotta spend these. You could oh, make yeah. one of those, like, crosswords with all of their names. Uh, this is gonna be real hard for the, the host who can't get names right. <laughs> I accidentally call her Kohaku frequently. <laughs> I, I think that would be okay. It's super close. It's a letter <laughs> off. <laughs> well, hopefully she becomes it's an R instead of a K. That's it. <laughs> having a hard time figuring out what she could bring to the team because she well, they already have an herbologist. They already have an old wizened sage. Maroku needs somebody to bathe them every once in a while. <laughs> They said she cooked good. Possibly. (laughs) That was when she didn't have a soul. (laughs) Whatever deficiency she has, she'll make up in loyalty to Moroku. That's useless to the rest of the the party. Because he seems like he's in a good mood anyway. Really don't know what to do about this episode. (laughs) Okay. So after they save her... And uh, Maroka comes walking up. She recognizes him as long ago the boy who came to her village on a routine exorcism <laughs> and requested, uh, you know, he played his hit of Will You Bear Me a Child? And it worked on an 11 year old. <laughs> this was funny. Everyone just distances themselves, like, ooh, even Inuyasha. I don't like this. Maroka's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? Yeah. Not at the time. Yeah, he's not too apologetic about it. No, he really like, doesn't see anything wrong with it. Mm-mm. He meant eventually. But there is... And even 14, he doesn't seem to see anything wrong with it. Or 15 or whatever, how old he was. No, with her being 14 Oh, now. with her being... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kagome does, like, marvel at the women back then in, in a sort of envious way right? Uh, I guess it's a shorter lifespan yeah I mean biologically it's true it's just like 
it's not something to <laughs> envy. So then they have to hang out with her. <laughs> they get to hang out with her. <laughs> they can't take her back to where she was. No. And they can't just leave her to no. her own devices. So they have to find a new home for her. So she's yeah, kind of a, a stray dog that you know you got to find a home for. So. Yeah, they lead a dangerous life, so they just can't bring her along. Like that scene in Saving Private Ryan, when Vin Diesel wants to take the French kid. Uh, yeah, so Maroki's like, all right, all right. And, of course, they're uh, still kind of giving him shit for, I can't believe you asked an 11-year-old to bury your children. And he's like, well, to be fair, I ask everybody. And Sango says, never ask me. So then he does. Yeah, too little, too late there. <laughs> now... Do you think he genuinely forgot? <laughs> the look on his face is like, oh, oh yeah, I guess I haven't. I know when they met, she was, you know, totally beat up, and he was being nice. Yeah. Although there were a few little butt pats, and <laughs> knee strokes. <laughs> and uh, what's the Janenji episode? Oh, trying to get her to take a bath in front of him. And that was all ruined by Shippo's. Like, he could have operated a long time ago if people just didn't get in his way. <laughs> so I think his normal groove was thrown off by how they met. Perhaps. Uh, the other thing is, like, he really kind of likes her, and he's playing it close to the vest. But then when she says, you never asked me, he's caught in a bind. He's like, okay, well, I have to ask her then. <laughs> she is the only one that he is continuously... <laughs> Like touching, when she clearly she pinches him and mm -hmm. slaps him and you know Kagome he did it once, and he's done. Yeah, the song goes. He just keeps trying with her. He likes a challenge maybe. But didn't didn't want to wife her. <laughs> <laughs> I like that as a verb. He didn't want to wife her. It's much better. He does want to wife this fourteen year old though. Yeah, there's something kind of cruel about this whole thing. It's cruel and predatory, and I don't know which would be worse, because the way he's hugging her on that cliffside and just talking about the kind of life he leads, it's something kind of sweet about it. But of course, it's it's torture. It's going to torture her for the rest of her life. And I don't see her coming back as a character. Maybe one day she will, but... Oh, and also I was really distracted in the dub that she sounds kind of like Shippo. <laughs> but it's Maybe a different it's the voice. Same. Oh no! Yeah, I did make sure. <laughs> it's another Canadian uh, who also worked on My Little Pony. All these people know each other. <laughs> They've found a new place for her. And even that, just with with the village elder, <laughs> got such a creepy vibe from. Oh, like, I didn't. I did. I'm like, you're gonna leave her with this old man who's like, I don't know. Oh, we'll take good care of her. Yeah, I don't know. It just... good. It's tough being 14 and a lady in feudal Japan, I'm guessing. And poor. Uh, yeah. Doesn't look primarily about wood chopping this, this area. Uh, but at least she's not being chased by soldiers, I guess. I don't really yeah. know. Her works day and night. Yeah. And starved. Because Miroko did give her a rice cake. It's the way to her heart. A rice ball. <laughs> a rice cake. <laughs> I figured out how to do this. This modern fella. 
There are a couple things about Moroku's powers that are questionable. That he he has that Philip K. Dick thing of being able to see three minutes into the future or something. Because <laughs> later he knows that they're surrounded, and he's done that a few times. It's like, quiet, Kagome, we're surrounded. Need you to be cool. I don't know if that's like his monthly spiritual power. It's gotta be, and I'm sure Inuyasha just senses danger. Because I mean. Like a yeah. deer senses an earthquake coming. I mean, he's got super hearing and smell. Mm-hmm. But Sango's also a trained demon slayer. Yeah, so there's something mystical she going on. Because she was just like, huh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Busy here. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the middle of dinner. <laughs> Can they at least wait? <laughs> and Moroku knows how to ride a bike, we know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he he has success with women more often than is shown. It's uh, <laughs> like he's he just knows he has like an ability that. Yeah, who's to say he doesn't have sons already? <laughs> yeah, it's true. So the whole point of the speech that he tells her is just like we can't take you with us, and. Uh, but we don't hear all of it. That was great. Uh, yeah, they cut out an important part of the speech that comes into play in the next episode. Yes. And, um, and instead we go to uh, Inuyasha and company with mm. the little peanut butter and jealous Sango. <laughs> yeah, where she catches fire. Yeah. Because <laughs> Inuyasha says something, uh, something about this uh, makes me think that you're jealous about this. Yeah, because she's just kind of like, mm, like this. In it's the like, same way that. So prickly. She's like, I am not. Yeah, that's it. I don't care. In the same way that Sango was like, You want Inuyasha to see you naked, Kagome? And it's like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, these, these people are too close to each other. <laughs> so, this, this, this whole surprising thing culminates in um, Inuyasha uh, saying, All right, we're going to stay one more night, but lady, don't cry anymore. I don't want to see any tears in the morning. That's a totally him thing to do, I think. I him even more so. I think Inuyasha from, like, episode, like, gosh, even four, probably wouldn't have. You know, he's learned a lot with this crew because yeah. later he knows that what they're fighting isn't demons. And Moroku has tells him no. that. And he's like, I got it. I got it. I'm not I killing know. these people. You see me punching? Moroku keeps saying, hey, take it easy. I think I'm doing. I don't even have my sword out. Mm-hmm. Just punching people. Roka's hitting him with the staff. How is that any better? Uh, yeah. How is that any more gentle? Yeah. So this this night that they this final night. Oh, what is what's the joke they do? Oh, Maroku didn't want to spend the night because uh, logic would give way to passion, and Shippo's like, "What's that mean?" <laughs> and Maroku's gonna explain it to him. Yeah, and he does. He's all he's, more than happy to. Yeah. He's, you know, if they uh, share a passionate night together, she could be burdened with a child and a constant reminder of Miroku. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Miroku. It's a good thing you're charming. <laughs> yeah, I know. If he was like 37 and looked a little ugly, I'd feel differently about this whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, but he's 18, and he's handsome. 18, so. handsome, charismatic, mm-hmm. smooth operator. We'll forgive him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do get a fan service shot of him in a bath. <laughs> With his little cloth 
his stuff still on his hands. Yep. No monkeys this time. And uh, showing a surprising amount of restraint as uh, she stokes the fire and she doesn't walk in there either. She could have. <laughs> says, I'm going to cook such a good meal for you. <laughs> but as she skips away, uh, finally, Kana shows up. Yeah, we forgot about her. Yeah. All right, there's supposed to be villains in this show. <laughs> she points the mirror at her and uh, appears to murder her. That just takes her soul. Because later, uh, there's nothing weird going on at dinner. So the dinner's still on the table. They still think nothing's wrong. Well, she's not around, really, is she? No. Not till she's like, oh no, the headmaster. Yeah. Headmaster. Head- okay. Pretty sure. And so I'm like, wait, I'm not school. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> and that's the point where they, uh, Inuyasha and Moroku realize that they're surrounded. Oh, yeah, Moroku can run as fast as Inuyasha. That's another that's power that uh, <laughs> unacknowledged. Yeah, so uh, they leave the ladies alone with Shippo to protect them. <laughs> I, think, no, they're fine. I think they leave the ladies to protect Shippo. <laughs> yeah. My bad. You're, you're right. And they run outside to see a bunch of villagers who seem to be zombies. And, and then uh, that's when Koharu, who almost screwed Yay, that up. Good job. Koharu <laughs> comes in uh, yelling about the headmaster being knocked out. And of course, Kagome and Sango. There's a demon. There's a demon in the house. Inuyasha said he didn't smell demons, but okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's happening. This episode's gotten weird all of a sudden. <laughs> And they see little Kana, and she does that disappearing move. She just, uh, where is she? Sango throws her boomerang, and it gets deflected by the mirror. Aww. Yeah. That's how, how do you s- like it, Sango? <laughs> That's how everyone else feels when you throw that thing at them. She's like, is, does it hurt this bad normally? How? <laughs> I mean, knocked it knocked out. her out. Mm. It's a powerful boomerang. It knocked Shippo out, too. You got hit with the boomerang? I think he got hit with Sango. Okay. Oh, yeah, they're taken out, and then she points the mirror at Kagome and starts stealing her soul. Oh, and little Koharu grabs Kagome and holds her. Oh, yeah, she holds her in place. And <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm suddenly in over my head here. <laughs> Wait a minute, is this another insidious trap? I can't believe Naraku <laughs> would do this to us. Again. So meanwhile, Inuyasha and Moroku are holding back the villagers, and Kagura arrives. Oh no, this bitch! Kagura. She's bragging about uh, uh, Kagome's soul getting sucked away as they speak. I know, Kagura's just like, hey, this is our plan while you guys are here. She monologues <laughs> more than anybody. <laughs> I guess she's pretty confident. Yeah. She is a confident girl. That. that would be her sin overconfidence <laughs> that's a sin right <laughs> oh yeah whenever if uh, Naraku is making a team we gotta do their seven deadly sins as well if there's even gonna be seven of them oh wait there's a seven later in an episode title yeah the band of seven I don't know what that is and it looked like it was in episode 112 or something <laughs> it's, it's a whole big arc it might be a whole season Oh, really? Yeah. Like a year of hell style. Point being, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's when Inuyasha is like, Moroku, get back to the ladies. Hurry. And he's like, with pleasure. <laughs> and 
and Kilala helps I know. Him. Why didn't Inuyasha go to save Kagome? That's what I thought was going to happen, but maybe... Because she's like, where's second out Kagome's soul? And usually that's like, Kagome! Mm-hmm. He just but makes a like, beeline no, for her. Yeah, we're okay. Take care of it. I think he just really wants to kill this lady. <laughs> I guess he's pretty confident. I mean, the wind scar worked before. Mm-hmm. His sin would be overconfident now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, no, I guess it doesn't happen in this episode. And he's, uh, he's pulls out his sword and is ready to fight her and he's deflecting all of her wind, dance of yeah. wind blades. Yeah, I think it's dance of blades. Yeah. And Moroku gets back to the hut where he comforts Kaharu. Shippo wakes up. Was Kagome's soul being sucked out yeah. at this point? Oh yeah, and okay, way to go Shippo. Tried to do something. Mm-hmm. Some Kagome was in trouble. He's doing his best. Got it. Yeah. A fluffy little furball. <laughs> just kind of jumps at her, and I think she just like shoots the mirror at him, and he's like, hey. She said something like, why don't you draw something? Uh, kicks him. <laughs> oh. And, oh, and then Kagome's soul won't fit. In That's the in the next episode. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so we just leave off. Kagome getting her soul yeah, sucked out. Kaharu raising a knife to stab Moroku. Yes, in the because Miroku knows the girls are in trouble, but he's wasting time hugging Koharu. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that it's out of character. Just like, I mean, okay, she's got a pulse, let's keep going. I mean that's that's how first responders. Maybe his I should start doing a Moroku performance. <laughs> No, it was triage. She was helping the most likely to survive. Have you seen <laughs> iRobot? There's a whole plot about that. Is that the one with Will Smith? Yes. And the robots with weird faces? Yeah. The dawn of uh, motion capture technology. Or I guess not the dawn, the, the infancy or the, the... No, the awkward adolescence of motion <laughs> capture technology. That's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, Will Smith has a prejudice against robots because that time he was in a car accident, the robot came to help, but saved him instead of the little girl who was trapped in the car because Will Smith had a likelier chance of survival. So he hates robots and loves Reebok sneakers. Reeboks, huh? Yeah, we open with that uh, gross bit of product placement. Where he orders some classic Reebok sneakers and puts them on <laughs> in a glory close-up shot. I have a lot of problems with iRobot, can you tell? Anyway, so that's how we end the episode. Dun, 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 oh, wait. yeah, we should appreciate that. Not <laughs> that one, that but... that one. Yeah. But instead we get... Doom, doom, doom. Now enjoy it while you have it. Another surprise in the next episode. So, overall? I'll have to think about it. This season is really, like, it's pulling my brain by strands. I guess the benefit of the first season was their through line is easier to follow because they're chasing information on Naraku and getting new team members and so you have that driving the season and this one doesn't seem to have a drive yet it's 
they're wandering around looking for jewel shards, and Naraku's doing bad shit. Yeah. This season kind of feels like a few little arcs here and there. Mm-hmm. Some really, really good ones. And then some other just... We'll just do this for now. Yeah. So it's Us. like... I don't know. In hindsight, it'll be interesting when we do our rating of season two. I'll have to go back and... Well, this one definitely beats Jin and Cheese. <laughs> I'll agree to that, yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff in this episode, and Jinenji, for being kind of a nice classic-style episode, is by the numbers. Um, and now that we have all these interesting team members, I guess I was sad. Um, thinking back on it, that, yeah, that other team didn't really get a chance to do anything. Just Moroku being all horned up. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, this one wins just because... I don't know. I I like really Inuyasha, just the stuff he did. The little chances they gave him to really shine. Uh, yeah. Punching those dudes who are going after his friend Sango and saying they'll stay the night one more time and saying Sango is jealous. <laughs> yeah, he's... Inuyasha's alright. Yeah. He's, he's gotten over his like little Koga thing. Let's the... fight with Kagome... And he's, I don't know, he seems like he's trying. He's yeah. He's being a good good guy. Sometimes he can come off as a little bratty, but this time, I don't know, he's thinking ahead. Yeah. He's thinking of other people. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for uh, listening to us. Um, I, don't, I didn't think of an ending ahead of time. I, <laughs> I do the bit from Blade Runner 2049 where I do the question and answer thing that they put Ryan Gosling through but you don't know the context of that so. Ryan Gosling so, what's a Canadian I'll show it to you anyway bye everybody Lindsay say goodbye